0: righty welcome back everybody. Uh to the Lubcast. I'm here with Butsy and JD. Um, sorry we've been off our schedule. It's it's been crazy, but we'll be back on to our more consistent Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Um, today we're gonna be talking some MBA. So to start off, we're gonna talk about the Utah Jazz. We heard that there's a little bit of um a situation going on with them. Quinn Snyder just stepped down and uh that has some pretty big implications. So uh Boys, let's get into it. Uh, Butsy, why don't you start us off? Uh, What are your thoughts on this?
1: This is very interesting because I think Quinn Snyder is a basketball genius. I think he's a complete wizard when it comes to the game. And I think he understands that the Jazz aren't going to win. And I also think that with Ainge in the front office, I believe he understands that Ainge is not going to make any blockbuster moves to try and help the Jazz win in the future. Also, the contract situation in Utah isn't amazing. Uh, You know, we've talked about their window to win, and we've thought, why the fuck can't they win uh, with the roster that they have? They have great role players, uh, Clarkson, Royce O'Neal. They have obviously two superstars in Gobert and Mitchell. Gobert is not a superstar in the playoffs. He's just a superstar in the regular season on the defensive end. So it's just I feel like they tried it for so long, and it just didn't work. And I think that the next step for the jazz is blowing it all up somehow. I think they completely have an insane summer now. And I think this, this shit goes haywire, but I think Quinn Snyder was like, I think my talent and my basketball knowledge could be better used somewhere else. So I feel like that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to take his talent to a younger team. Uh, When it comes to the jazz, man, they are, they're pretty fucked. They had their opportunities to win. They've had the rosters and they just literally haven't been able to, to win in the playoffs. So I, I don't know what it is. They just haven't been able to win, which is unfortunate because I love watching the Jazz play basketball. I love watching their team play. I just they just can't get it done, and and now
0: it's gonna all blow up. Do you know? Do you have any thoughts on where Quinn Snyder might go?
1: I don't right now. I think it's it's pretty up in the air. I don't really remember off the top of my head what teams are looking for coaches. I know the Lakers obviously got their guy, but I don't think he would be a great fit in L.A. I think he's just gonna go to a team that's that needs a solid head coach. Because there's a lot of teams out there that have a lot of talent, just need uh, somebody to guide them, and I think Quinn Snyder is a phenomenal coach. I'm very high on Quinn Snyder, so I feel like if he could go to a team that's developing, he could be. Uh, I think he's a championship-winning coach. I think he's that type of cal- that like caliber of a coach. So I could see him going to a team that has a lot of young promise and a lot of uh, talent, and trying to develop a trying to develop a team.
0: I have a yeah. team in mind. Sorry, uh, Charlotte Hornets. They I are. Oh, Sorry, Jordan. Okay. Yeah. So we're in agreement. Charlotte would be perfect for him. Uh, yeah. They're agreed. Agreed. They're in the need of a head coach. Uh, Jordan, do you have any more thoughts on that? Sorry.
2: No, I, I was literally just going to bring that up. I think uh, Quinn Snyder would be great in Charlotte. I don't know if he like wants a year off or or yeah, if he okay. wants to go like be an assistant or something. Uh, but if he wants a job right now, I mean, Charlotte, I'm sure would want him. And I think he'd be great there, but um, I, I want to throw um, some potential, landing spots for donovan mitchell because he's obviously not happy i think he's gonna demand a trade here uh in the coming weeks uh and maybe a little later in the summer so just a couple of the teams i saw that he might get traded to uh the knicks um the heat probably the most interesting one yeah um maybe atlanta and maybe indiana what do you guys think of uh where donovan might end up all
0: those are super interesting um this isn't like far-fetched either because donovan came out today and said i believe his exact quotes were he was surprised and disappointed so uh yeah that's that's not good coming from your star um this isn't extremely far-fetched in that saying that he is going to be asking for a trade or that he's not happy um personally my favorite is i guess it's my well it's definitely miami just fit wise but atlanta's intriguing dude atlanta's just interesting with trey young but who would they it would be john collins right that they would trade
2: john collins deandre
0: hunter and some picks we have to look at it from um the other side too like do do they want john collins more or like who else could they get yeah i mean honestly if i'm atlanta like i think that's a
2: weird fit they would probably do it because it doesn't because donovan's that that good um
0: Oh, in well, for Utah. I don't
2: know. I'm really intrigued by by the Heat, and I think the Heat should absolutely go for him. Uh, Tyler Hero didn't have a great playoffs. I think you know the Jazz would want someone like him. He's he's young. Uh, they could also get you know probably Duncan Robinson, who also has not been playing great, and then some more picks. So I mean, the Jazz are going to have to blow it up. So. They're going to have to go young and, and get picks. And I think that would be a perfect fit. Donovan would love to go to the Heat. I think that works perfectly. Yeah,
0: that's um, scary. And
2: yeah, the Heat would be definitely very scary because that's exactly what they need.
1: If you swap out Donovan for Lowry, that's a fucking scary Heat team. Um, yeah. this, so the, thing, the thing is, Jordan Jordan pointed out before we, hop on, we hopped on the segment. We talked about it a little bit before. Donovan can just fucking be a little pussy and just say, I'm not going to play if you trade me here. So I think Donovan is going to want to go to a place where he can win now. And I think the Heat are the only team that, you know, where he can win now. I know he he is a um, he's a New York kid, right? He's a he's a uh, he's a city kid, New York City. Yeah. 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 So I you know, the thing with him going to the Knicks is like, I just feel like this is going to happen every year at the Knicks. Like they're going to start out really hot and everyone's going to be like Donovan Mitchell's literally the next fucking prodigy for the Knicks and then they're going to absolutely collapse and have literally missed out on the playoffs again. So I, I'm i not very high on the Nick fit. I think there's a lot of talent in New York. I just don't see him fitting well there. I think that Miami is a perfect fit. I think he could be dangerous um, all over the floor. Him and Jimmy are absolute dogs on defense. Uh, they're athletic. They're strong guys. I think that he could really elevate the heat to you know, championship contenders again. I think that puts. Uh, I think honestly, that puts the Heat as the team to beat in the East. Even with a healthy Middleton, I think that that puts the the Heat as a team to beat.
0: Yeah, yeah um, I I can I completely agree with that. um I think yeah, like no one has anything great to offer Utah out of those four teams. Um, I don't know any of the like. There's not really anything spectacular that offer that uh, Utah could get for Donovan out of those four teams given, but. That leads me to think they may trade somewhere else. That's not those four teams, and just go because, like, they obviously are on their end. They want to get the most for their asset, so it might not be one of those four teams. I mean, I think it, it's more about the picks
2: than it is the players, right? If you're getting two young players and two first-round picks, that's all the Jazz can ask for, and and maybe an extra, you know, yeah, second second-round second
0: pick. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, because if they're like blowing it up, I guess they could be more inclined to just take on picks and or maybe take a a lower deal and more picks. That makes sense.
2: I absolutely think that they will and should do that. And they're going to be bad for the next couple of years, but they have two you know, very valuable assets that they can completely set themselves up. Um, Kind of like the Thunder have done not not quite to that level, but they're going to get at least four first round picks, probably five or six um and then a couple of young players to go with that um but do you guys want to talk about Rudy or do you have yeah, anything on Donovan? I was just going to
1: I was just going to say one more thing on on the Heat. It's huge I think it's huge for the Heat to get rid of Duncan's contract. Duncan's contract has turned out to be a fucking huge disappointment for the Heat. Um and I I know he had a pretty solid regular season but man was he non-existent in the playoffs. All playoffs he was non-existent so I think that's huge for the Heat. To get rid of Duncan Robinson's contract, five years, 90 million. That's a lot for a kid from fucking New Hampshire that all he can do is shoot. So, uh, not to diss on the 603 because obviously we're from New Hampshire, but that leads me into what I want to ask about Rudy. Uh, he's in the his second year of a five year deal. What the fuck do the Jazz do with Rudy Gobert?
2: Yeah, I think there are teams that could really use Rudy and that would want Rudy. And I know Max has mentioned the Mavericks as. A potential landing yeah. spot that yeah. where he would love the fit. And I agree. I, I think uh you know, Rudy doesn't fit on every team, but the Mavs is definitely one where I could see it. And they need someone to anchor their defense. They need someone who's a you know stud defender, and that's exactly what Rudy is. Um obviously he's he's gonna screw up spacing anywhere he goes, but I think Luke is good enough that you know he could hit him with lobs, their pick and rolls would be good enough, and he would just completely change their defense.
0: Well, Brunson for uh Gobert sign and trade. Yeah. That could be a possibility. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know they if they don't similar have money. Do
1: I don't think the Mavs would give up Brunson. I think Brunson's too valuable to them.
0: I'd if for Gobert, I think they might. I don't think I don't I
1: think you I think if you're the Mavericks, you realize that Brunson's a fucking stud. He was putting up 20 points in the playoffs kind of with ease. So I think that you really have to say, like, look. We have our guards, we have Luca, we have Brunson, let's, you know, and I don't know how much the Jazz are going to want to get for Rudy, just because of the fact that they're looking to blow the whole thing up. So I think they might be willing to take a little less from the Mavericks for Rudy and um, and just kind of have that fit in Dallas, because I think that fit if, you know, they give up Kleber, they give up a bunch of other role players, maybe even throw Dinwiddie in there. They'd, throw, really, they'd
2: have to throw a ton of picks. They'd have to throw a shit ton
1: of picks. It no, has they to be would also really have to bu- throw they, in.
0: There's no. <clears throat> there's no way that Brunson's going to make forty five million, which is what Gobert is making. If they sign him, it would probably be thirty five million. And um, that you have they, to take. Yeah, they have ten million to work with. That they have to. It would probably be Dorian Finney-Smith or something. Someone else to make up. Like the if difference. if Brun, it's I think Brunson five. understands.
1: I think Brunson understands that this Mavericks team like can win and wants to win. I think the whole organization knows that. So I really feel like they're going to want to keep Brunson and possibly get rid of Finney Smith, Kleber, possibly Dinwiddie too. Um, I know Dinwiddie's a valuable asset. He was a valuable asset in the playoffs coming off the bench, but to get Gobert and really buy in for a championship, you know, you kind of give up your future for the next three years, maybe even four, but you know, I think that Jazz have potential when it comes to, you know, if we're looking six years down the line, they'll have a shit ton of draft picks, hopefully, from these two trades. But I think they got to get rid of both guys this summer, and Ainge has to really figure out what he wants the what he wants the future to look like for this Jazz team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Um, another potential landing spot I'm seeing for Rudy is the Toronto Raptors. And I think I love that this would be too. a deal yeah. probably centered around OG Ananobi, maybe Gary Trent, and at least one first-round pick. I would think it would probably be OG and maybe two first round picks, something like that. Uh, I think the jazz are going to like demand picks because they're blowing it up and they, they need to, to
0: rebuild for their future. But what do you guys think of go bear on the Raptors? Love well, it. Sorry. Go ahead, crazy, go ahead, Max. Go ahead, go ahead. I love it. But that's a, uh, that's a crazy fit. Um, that makes Toronto one of the weirdest teams. Like they're already one of the weirdest, <laughs> teams literally the, the NBA, weirdest but team. like with, with Rudy Gobert now that's like a really fun team I don't know how far they're going but they're very very fun I don't know if you'll ever score on them but um, <laughs> they're not going to be able to really score on you either so uh it's going to be very interesting like I would like I would like that I just dude I I don't know like if I'm Utah I'm not really wanting like OG Ananobi and um Whoever else would be in that deal? Because those two guys are kind of weird to build around. They're kind of unique pieces in their own right. So yeah. I, I want I want more of like a, a a center person that I can build around a little bit. Like that's like an equal asset to what I'm giving off. That makes sense.
1: I. Okay. Listen, we look at, we're we looking at a little deja vu here with Danny Ainge in the front office. If the Jazz really want to, they can just say, fuck it, and go get so many picks this offseason. True. And we saw what Ainge can do with a shit ton of draft picks. If you really look at our Boston Celtics team, Smart, Brown, Tatum, all those guys, Rob Will, all fucking, uh, Grant Williams, dude, literally all I of heard. these guys are the result of Ainge draft picks and Ainge having uh great picks from the from the trade with the nets and other trades. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Um they're obviously gonna be terrible for the next couple of years, but man, if they if Ainge does if Ainge can repeat this, the Jazz are in some pretty good hands.
0: I mean they're not horrible yet. Like not, like there's a weird situation and like maybe they get a good coach. Maybe they fix um maybe they're like all right, listen, Donovan, we need to make you happy now, which is what they're gonna do because Donovan's a great asset to build around and you're gonna want to maximize him. So obviously what they're what they're doing is they're trying to make donovan happy right now so say they succeed in that say they get a coach that he wants um maybe that's getting rid of rudy gobert maybe he wants that um they still have a team that they can build around and if they get some nice picks then that toronto package makes more sense with with uh donovan that's definitely true i i don't know i i'm not ruling that
2: out i just think it's more likely that donovan wants out so i'm kind of assuming that uh, they're gonna blow it up but yeah it is weird because they could trade Rudy and Donovan you know to be make happy. Donovan happy you know sign someone trade for people like um but it's just more fun to talk about the trades so no I know sorry, sorry it's, it's to also
1: it's also way more fun to think about like what you know from as a Celtics fan who literally Danny Ainge built our team it's interesting to see like and funny to hear about like the fact that he could have the chance to do it all over again yeah. in Utah. um so that's obviously interesting but I don't it's going to be interesting. I think do you, I like, do you guys want the Donovan to stay? Do you guys want the, I don't jazz want to, go to, to Miami. keep those guys or what do you like? Obviously we don't want them to go to Miami. Yeah. No shit. But like, what do we, what do you guys want from like a basketball perspective? What would be the most interesting
2: thing for you guys to see? Well, I think as a basketball fan, it's Miami as a Celtics yeah. fan. It's anywhere but Miami. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have one last thing on Rudy. Do you guys think the Mavs want Rudy? Uh, and are willing to pay that much money. Cause I think, Max, we talked about, I think they're probably going to make a move for Aiden. Um, but let's say they can't get Aiden. Do you think they would go for Rudy?
0: Well, if they're making a move for Aiden, and then, and they miss out, then yeah. They're, if they're willing to swing for him, I'm assuming that then, <clears throat> that they're looking for that type of person or that type of player. They're going to make a swing for Rudy. Cause Rudy and Aiden, they're not like the exact same, but they're like just long, big guys. So, I don't know. I I think that if they're going to make a play at eight and then they'll make a play at Gobert if they miss out, that's what I would do. Um, but yeah, I think they go for eight and first. That's what I would do. He's a better he's a better player, better asset, um, and he has a higher ceiling for sure. I talk about Brunson's contract right now. So do you think that if this trade happens and like, who do you think the Mavs give up?
1: I, I think they give up Kleber. I think they give up Dinwiddie and possibly Bertans or somebody like that uh for and then maybe two first round picks I think it I think this is gonna have to be a heavy trade package from
0: Utah wouldn't take that
1: I know but then maybe maybe you just go Dinwiddie Dinwiddie Kleber and four first round picks that's why it has to be Brunson because no I don't think it does but why but why if you're the Jazz why don't you want four future first round picks Why for this trade to work Brunson's gonna have to take a pay cut of some kind he's not gonna be able to get a max i also yeah, don't both. think he's deserving of a max but i think he's he's damn close
0: he's in the ring. Think, so Sorry, here's said,
1: the
2: thing is is brunson's going to get paid yeah because he played well enough that if the mavs don't pay him he's gonna he's gonna leave exactly he will go get yeah. paid exactly. so
0: if oh, i guess have what, all four what, guys on their books
2: yeah so what max is saying is like if they keep brunson they can't get rudy and if they want yeah. rudy they have to get rid of
0: brunson so i don't you don't. If I'm the because there's I'll- no way how 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 big is the pay cut for Brunson? That's my question. So Rudy's Rudy's contract is 45 million dollars, and Brunson Brunson's is was gonna be like he's in he could make the range of like 35 million. I think okay. is like what he could go for, but it, you don't know what he's gonna ask and what he's gonna expect, right? And maybe he expects yep. like, oh Dallas, I want you to invest in me, right? And he I just don't see the there.
2: possibility of him taking a pay cut. He's yeah, he's too young. Okay, as that, that
1: that that's all I was really asking because if you guys don't see that, then this trade can't then the, it might be Brunson leaving. But I also don't think that giving up Brunson for Gobert is a great move. Yeah, on the that
2: becomes a question. So if you're the
0: Mavs, are you giving up Brunson for Rudy? That's I the only it. way you can really get um Rudy. You don't really have any other assets that are gonna intrigue and that you yeah. can so like so you like would a do a package that around a package around Kleber and Dorian Finney Smith. And like picks and like Frankie smokes. I don't, I don't want that. If I'm Rudy, (laughs) if I'm Utah, I don't want that. I can, but I can shop Rudy Gobert elsewhere and get much better offerings.
2: Yeah. But so Max, would you give up Brunson and some picks
0: for Rudy? I would. Yeah. I like him on my defense. Yeah.
2: I don't
1: see, but then who's the number two guy on the on the Mavericks? You yeah, go, I think you go. And find you one. can't you can't have Luca drop forty and twenty and twenty every night. Like he has to have no, supporting cast. Go, you can go
0: and find one. You're no, but then who who are you gonna sign for that much money? Who are you gonna sign? You, because you then can no restruct- one's gonna take a pay. You time. can start restructuring your team, but what I do ultimately is I do what Luca wants. So whatever he wants is what I do.
2: Yeah, that's true, and I bet he that's wants. That's very it, true. too. I did, bet he wants
1: Brunson too because was, he just yeah. fucking helped him literally get to the. Western but maybe finals.
0: maybe him and um, Rudy have some weird European connection where they have played together. <laughs> oh, oh play pulling the together. strings,
1: pulling the strings. I, don't I don't know, know, we'll It'll be interesting. <laughs> who knows?
0: These guys, are, yeah. these guys are humans. You don't know what type of interactions they've had, like like in camps and shit, like growing up together. You know, you don't no, know. No, that that's big. That definitely like, is. That definitely is big. Yeah, they could they could have played in some camp in, in Europe sometime. Uh, who knows? But this is all speculation. But yeah, no, it's. It's definitely interesting. It's just going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know. Like we can clean up the contracts. It's, I just know because Luca's is so expensive or he's going to be expensive, like whatever he is. Oh, he's, he's a starting, super, he's a, he's yeah. a walking supermax. There's no even, exactly. you don't so even, he's just no going to be expensive. Question. So that already cuts down the amount of money you're working with. But I, and then you have to check like, well, they'll have to see, they'll have to restructure their team for sure. It's definitely doable. If you're, if you're that, Maybe you can get something bigger for Brunson if you end up trading him than Rudy. So it's interesting because, like, if you shop Rudy, uh, Brunson, and a bunch of guys and you sign Brunson, Brunson to a bigger contract and kind of like fish for bigger guys out there, a little you know, sign and trade, like, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Where you, I don't know, it's whatever Luca wants, really. All I'm saying is know. upon the
1: Mavs, I'm looking for as many picks as I can because if I trust Danny Ainge to, to help rebuild the franchise,
2: if you're the, if you're the Jazz. Yeah. Is
1: that, did I say Mavs? I meant Jazz. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, I found the Jazz.
2: I don't know what the Mavs are gonna do, but I do know, or I, I hope and assume that Rudy Gobert is gone somewhere. Uh, he <laughs> he. They have to trade him. Donovan. Yeah. It's clearly to. not working. And if they have any chance of keeping Donovan, Rudy's gotta go.
0: Like I said in the Rudy's beginning, their
1: windows their windows over. Right. They've yeah. they've tried with they've tried it with this roster for what four years now? Four years. Longer. Yeah, exactly. So their window's done. They need to rebuild. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I'm excited to to keep up with it this summer. And, of course, we're going to be here to to break it all down. Yeah,
0: good shit, boys. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking more about uh, – or we'll be talking about more NBA coming up. All right, I'm here with Butsy. Uh, this is just going to be a quick little recap of uh, last night's game, the Celtics' lost to the Warriors. It was not a particularly good game for us. Uh, Butsy, let's get into it. What are
1: your thoughts? Yeah, man. Simply simply put, it was the third quarter that killed us. Yep. The third quarters have killed us all playoffs, all series. I mean, this is actually... I mean, they actually did kill us in game one, too, actually. We just had an insane fourth quarter bounce back. You got outscored by 21 in the third quarter last night, 14 to 35. They looked absolutely ridiculous. Steph Curry Incredible. looked unstoppable. Yep. Uh, Jordan Poole had a great game, had a great third quarter, but he doesn't really fool me that much. I'm not really concerned. I Me think neither. he just got caught up in the momentum and and caught fire. I don't right. think he's anything special though, uh, and, and something that you know we don't have to keep an eye on game to game. He's not the reason that we lost. He's kind of a small sliver of the reason, but you know it was mainly just Curry, mainly the fact that the Warriors just got rolling. Celtics had no response. My biggest takeaway from the third quarter, and I know you can't take away much, but you know Tatum was he had 28 points on eight of 19 shooting. Six of nine from three. The fucking turnover is last thing. We're abysmal. We'll get into that in a Horrible. second. We'll get into that in a sec. But my biggest takeaway was Tatum's non-aggression. When the Celtics were going down, we went down, you know, eight, nine, ten. And it just seemed like Tatum just sat in the corner. Um, you know, that's when you kind of want your superstar to go ISO and get a bucket, right? Not when you're up ten with two minutes left yeah. in the – or three minutes left in the fourth quarter, right? So I mm-hmm. want to see a little bit of a shift from Ime when shit's going bad to not try to run a set and get a set shot rather just have your superstar make a play because those are the plays that we're going to need to make in order to beat this warriors team. Um, I did expect them to win last night. I expected it to be a lot closer, obviously, but you know, they just, they just came in and, and, you know, didn't really put up a fight in the beginning or put up a fight in the beginning, but not insane. Jalen Brown had the first like 13 of the first 15 points and then finished with 17. So he fucking sucked at, uh after his flurry in the first quarter so just not a lot went right um Mm -hmm. we did our job by winning game one we did our job by splitting i think that i just saw a celtics tweet that said the exact same thing uh yeah celtics tweeted said uh we did our job by splitting games one and two in san francisco and getting gaining home court advantage now we're ready to get the job done at home as we bring the finals back to boston that gives me chills talking about it max
0: i i'm chilled up man um yeah, no, uh the biggest thing that stuck out to me about this loss was it looked like they broke Ime a little bit. Uh, he got a technical foul. Um, the game, the team was all discombobulated. Uh, you don't really see E-may lose loses cool ever. I mean, he yells at the players, but you don't, you don't see him. You usually keep, see him keep it together. This game, he looked, he was out coached. Um, and he definitely, it showed. I, it, it, and that's one of the first times that we've seen that all play off. So knowing what we know about him, I'm really excited to see how he's going to come back and bounce back from this loss. Um, I wanted to highlight Derek White though; he's playing really well. Grant Williams is sucking. This is not the series for Grant Williams. Um,
1: Derek White shot four of thirteen last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean Derek White though, like he's facilitating and he's like he's still uh, pushing our offense when. Like on the, on the, when, when Tatum's not going, Derek white is really facilitating our offense and
1: he's doing, he's doing good things on the floor. Marcus smart was nowhere to be found last night. 25 yeah, uh, minutes, Robert Williams, points. I think is
0: really injured. And I think he, he's did, he was a non-factor. I think, I think he's probably a non-factor for the rest of this series. Um, It's we're going to need Tatum and Brown to show up Um, eventually. So I don't know. Uh, if if we take a loss at boston that's when we start to get worried but um i didn't think we're going to win this game i thought we were going to get i thought we were going to lose i didn't think it was going to be a blowout i didn't think it was going to be like this but i thought we were going to lose this game um it was a schedule loss so you know it is what it is uh take what we can and learn from it um that was just a little scary uh this was the first time that i've seen them play like that badly in a while yeah like that was very poor and if the celtics end up winning this this is gonna be um one of the strangest like title winning sequences because they played so poorly in so many games in this playoff yeah. series. So, yeah, like, we don't really.
1: Well, our young legs have served us well. We haven't really been deserving of deserving of these wins. You know, pulling no. out two two game sevens against the against the two time MVP and then in Miami, which is obviously not an easy place to play. The biggest thing for the Celtics uh, for me was the early foul trouble in the quarters. I know mm-hmm. we only had 18 personal fouls there, 17, but you know, it seemed like with six or seven minutes left, they were getting uh, in the bonus, which is pretty unacceptable. Uh, 18 turnovers. So they're 12, but most of those turnovers came when we were trying to in the first hat in the first three quarters, when it was still competitive, they had 15 fucking steals. They yeah. had 15 steals. They turned us over way too much. You can't the be doing that against horrible. this Warriors team. Um yeah, I mean well, you can also, you
0: can because they also turn the ball over at extremely high clips. So you can also turn the ball over, just not as much as the Celtics were doing.
1: You also you just can't have that third quarter blunder, man. 14 no. points in a fucking quarter. We scored we scored 38 points in the second half. That's really embarrassing. Um yeah. another thing I want to talk about is the officiating in the first half. There's yeah, that was clips, bad. there's clips everywhere of Draymond tackling Grant Williams, fouling Grant Williams, uh Jalen Brown not even touching Gary Payton Jr another foul so i think the nba was a little bit in the ear with this one saying hey we uh yeah i don't want the warriors to win this game for a lot of for big time publicity yeah literally only the people in the northeast region would be happy if the Celtics won that game because everyone else just wants to watch high-powered offense wants to to watch curry they must watch basketball the Celtics win grimy games right they don't really win insanely flashy games game one was probably the flashiest win we've had put up 120 but Man, we just went some grimy ass games. Nobody wants to see a fucking Boston team win a championship again. So yeah, I think this game goes goes to at least six. This game, this series is at least going six. Oh yeah, um, I think this series goes two two back to Golden State. And honestly, or sorry, yeah, no, 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 that's right. Uh, two two back to Golden State for game five. I think the Celtics could pull out a game five. I think they could possibly have a closeout game six. I really don't see why they couldn't have a closeout game six, especially if they show up and they win game three. I see them dropping game four because it seems like the Celtics want to show up every other game, which is, I, I, I guess. Okay. I don't really know. But if they don't show up, if we show up game three, we fucking sit out game four. We go back to go and say, we take care of business. We got to close out game six for the, in the fucking NBA finals. I mean, I, that's a realistic possibility. The Celtics have given me no reason why we can't do that. Why we can't win this series. Right. I mean, we watched the other night last night, we got fucking smacked around like bitches, but uh, people are forgetting game one. We fucking lit them up. We played a much better team game. And uh, I, you know, the Celtics still have a big time fight in this series. Big time fight.
0: The only thing that'll um, make me waver a little bit is Tatum. Like if Tatum, cause we, we, that Jalen Brown game was a, uh... That was, you know, that's not common. That wasn't a common game. And Horford apparently isn't scoring this season, this uh, series either. And, like, who's going to score if Tatum has is going to continue yeah, like, to have these like, bad games? He had, like,
1: he had like 25 game one.
0: Yeah, but he had two last game. Yeah, so. no, you're right.
1: He had a terrible – I mean, our role players stunk last night. They stunk. And
0: the 25 last game was an outlier more than it was on par with what, was, what Horford for was sure. capable of. For yeah. sure, for sure, so, for sure. I mean, like, it's just scary. Like Tatum's not, if Tatum continues to not score, he needs to facilitate because the way, the reason he's not scoring is he's being guarded. Well, that's what happens when you're guarded by good defense. Andrew Wiggins is a great defender and we knew that going into this, he was going to be guarded extremely well and what he needs to do. Yeah. And what he needs to do is facilitate well, which he did first game one. He needs to have a game one. If he's going to be inconsistent shooting and all that. So. Yeah,
1: I, I'm worried about the Celtics consistency as well, just across the board. I mean, Al just looked like a shell of a human being last night. He had Curry posting up on him and he fucking went to the yeah, middle and turned the was, ball over. Bad. Curry's a fucking baby. I've seen these clips all day of people sucking off the Warriors, which are, of course you're going to see that after after <laughs> that kind of win. But it's just so annoying because it's not like they did anything like very well. They kind of, they, I will say they pissed us off very well. They did a good job of that. Draymond did a great job of that, but yeah, I mean, they, they didn't do anything extraordinary, right? They just kind of, they just kind of, uh, wore us out. They beat us up and, uh, we made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. So I think we'll be coming home a lot more level-headed. We'll have the garden behind us. The garden has been waiting for a final since 2010. So we it's are ready. Crazy. Uh, Draymond's probably going to get ejected one of these games. He has go to, by me. the way, also, he tried to pull down Jalen Brown's pants uh, yeah, I saw and that. kicked him in the face. So the fact that he didn't get ejected for that is completely just the NBA being like, hey, we can't eject Draymond. We can't eject Draymond. And he's yeah. literally, there's a clip of him tack, like taking two people and being a fullback and literally dragging yeah. them into the paint so Curry gets an open three. I think the refs got to get a little more on that. I know i on being Draymond, but they. He, I mean, that's that is unacceptable. That's not oh, basketball.
0: Well, when there's footage when there's footage, they send that to the league office in between games. It's going to get officiated so much it has, differently. Yeah, it get reviewed. And it'll be, it'll, it'll, be reviewed. it'll actually be annoying because what they're going to do is they're going to call everything. And then it's just going to be a shit show for the Celtics as well. Cause I'm confident though. I'm
1: way more confident in us grinding out a grimy, yeah. you know, slow game though. That's than exactly right. That's what we do. I don't want to get in track me
0: with the words. No. Cause that's what they do. They just run the entire time. Uh, yeah. This was awesome. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more um, NFL coming up
2: all right what's up everybody we're here we're going to talk some afc north uh records and predictions so i'm going to start i have the ravens winning the division at 12 and 5 i then have the Bengals at 10 and 7 i have the steelers 9 and 8 and then i have the browns losing at 8 and 9
1: all right i'll hop on next i also have the ravens winning the division at 12 and 5 i have the Bengals also going 12 and 5 but the ravens winning uh when it comes to Head to head. And then I have both the Steelers and the Browns sitting at seven and ten. I
3: have the Ravens at 14 and 3. I've got the Bengals and Steelers at nine and eight. And I've got the Browns at seven and ten.
2: Nice. All right. Interesting stuff. Uh, pretty loaded division. It's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, Batsy, what uh what are your uh key things you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I would say one of the key things I want to talk about is the obviously the Cincinnati Bengals. I they obviously are coming off a deep Super Bowl run, and I know a lot of people are predicting them to have a massive down year. But I still think that they're good enough to put up 12 wins. I think they they're obviously were in the Super Bowl last year for a reason. Uh, whether you want to call it a miracle run or you want to call it the fact that they have this much talent on on the field, uh, either way, I still think they're good enough to get to 12 wins. Their schedule isn't that tough. It's a pretty light schedule. Obviously, the division games are going to be very tough, but they have games against the Jets, Falcons uh Panthers and then also the Titans as well so I also feel like they're going to win a lot of divisional games I think I see them winning a lot of games in the division and then taking care of business outside of the division against the teams that they should like the um like the Falcons the Saints the Panthers but you know they have a tough end of the season as well they go to uh they go to Tampa Bay they go to New England and then they're home against Buffalo and then Baltimore to close out the year so they got a tough last last uh, four games there last month, but I really feel like this team is good enough to get to 12 wins. I know a lot of people, obviously you guys have them not doing as hot, but you know, they have Joe Scheisty, They have, uh, they have Jamar Chase. They have weapons across the board. They got Higgy bear. So I'm confident that this team can get to 12 wins uh, and, and still, you know, be competitive, but I go see them being an exit uh, first round of the playoffs or in the card.
2: Yeah. The Bengals are probably the, the most like, the team with the most fluctuation that I could see uh, five. What, what were your uh, thoughts on the Bengals? and you had them nine and
0: eight, right?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I had them nine and eight. I just, I think they're going to struggle within the division. Um, I think, you know, they really took it to the Ravens and the Steelers last year. I think they went four and oh against them. Uh, I don't really see that happening again, uh, especially the Ravens. I think the Ravens are one of the most like underrated teams coming into the year. Um, so I, that's why I have the Ravens sweeping them and I have them splitting against the Steelers. Uh, I just like I don't know if I I see it see it where they can really replicate um, what they did last year. They were 10 and seven with that deep run, but I just think there was just too much that like went right for them. They won, I believe they, they had an undefeated record in one one score games um, or something like that. They had a ridiculous record. also too, they're getting outsacked compared to what their opponent what they were actually getting. In um, the playoff run, like all season, I know they upgraded the O line, but I just don't see it as sustainable. So that's why I have them at nine and eight.
2: Yeah, uh, I tend to agree with most of what you said, Fag. I remember um, Burrow getting sacked a lot and them not having a great pass rush. I have them ten and seven, same record as last year. Uh, I think you know they they kind of got hot at the right time last year, and I don't think they're going to be able to sustain how how well they were playing for this whole regular season. So I see him going 10 and seven again, and I don't think they're going to make as deep of a playoff run as they did, but um, let's move on now. Uh, Who do you guys want to talk about Steelers, Browns or Ravens? I want to talk about, we can
1: talk about the Ravens last because I think we're all in agreement with them. I want to talk about the Steelers. I have them at seven and 10. They're going to have to, I think they figure it out late in the season. I think they really struggle early on. Uh, Their schedule isn't insane. They start, Uh, at Cincinnati and then home against New England. Obviously, those are two tough games. The front half of the schedule isn't great. Their whole schedule isn't that amazing. It's a pretty tough schedule. So I think they start really slow. I don't think they figure out the quarterback situation until the end of the year. I think their defense will keep them in a lot of games and probably win them games that they shouldn't win uh, with Flores now on the coaching staff. Big defensive mind, former Patriot. So that guy knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. I think they figure out the quarterback situation late in the year. I think Kenny Pickett starts manning the offense by the end of the year. And I think they get to seven wins. Um, this division's so hard. This division's so tough. So I really feel like the divisional games will determine how these teams shake out uh when it comes to you know playoff seating and all that and who's gonna win the division. It's gonna be all about who can take care of business in the division. Like, you know, you look at the AFC East, you know, if you know, if Buffalo drops a couple games to the dolphins and the Patriots say they split against either team they're still going to win the division right they're still going to have the better record out of out of those teams but in this division I really feel like whoever can take care of business uh within the division within the AFC North they're going to be able to come out on top and I don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to do that I think they figure it out late like I've said a bunch of times already but early on I think they struggle
2: yeah uh definitely another interesting team could see you know a lot of different scenarios with them Last year, we know uh, FIG loved picking Steelers games and had had a lot of um, uh, good good faith in them and big time coin makers picked, for pick their wins, oh, yeah. pick their covers, all that stuff. So FIG, if there's a guy you want to listen to about the Steelers, it's probably you. Uh, <coughs> uh, what are your thoughts?
3: Um, I don't know. I think the Seal's a little underrated. Um, coming in the year, I got them at nine and eight. Um, I mean they're a young team, but I like – I don't mind, like, the, the two quarterbacks they have with Mitchell Trubisky and Pickett. Uh, I think I think now you can kind of clearly see that kind of what was going on with the Bears' offense wasn't all Mitch Trubisky. I mean, there was a lot of poor, poor coaching from Matt Nagy, and I think it will be interesting to see how he goes into a structured team. But, I mean, listen, they've got great offensive weapons. Um, I believe they brought in – they just brought in a new offensive coordinator. Um, try to get out of some of that stale offense that they've been running in the past, and Ben just kind of hindered a lot of the ability of what they were able to do. Um, they'll be able to do a lot more, like bootlegs, a lot more uh, variance with their passing game now uh, with Trubisky at quarterback, and when Pickett ends up taking over. So I think they're a little underrated at nine and eight, uh, and I think they got a chance at making the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, Big Ben just was not. Big Ben last year, he was a shell of himself. And I think he definitely hurt them and limited them offensively. I'm not a big Trubisky guy, but, you know, I think he'll start the first half of the season and just, you know, do his job, especially, you know, like you mentioned in a system like this, I'm a huge Tomlin believer. Um, I think their win total was eight and a half or maybe seven and a half right around there. Um, I, I have them met nine and eight. I think I am a Kenny Pickett fan. So when he takes over, I think you know he might, you know, come out and struggle in the beginning like most young guys do, but I think he'll end up figuring it out. And I think nine and eight is definitely a reasonable year for them with with how well Tomlin coaches and how well their defense plays. Uh, sure. Let's move on now to another super interesting team, the Cleveland Browns. Butsy, uh, what are your thoughts there? I have them seven and ten as well. Uh, it Kind of blows that
1: I have two seven and tens and two twelve and fives, but it's just kind of the way it shaped out. The Cleveland Browns are a team that are, they're kind of an anomaly to me because they have a lot of potential. It's just, are they going to be able to formulate wins and put wins together? Are they going to be, you know, the Browns of old and just come out and flop every game? So, you know, their schedule isn't really that it's not, it's not ridiculously challenging. Obviously the division is very, very tough. But outside of that, they play, you know, Jets, Panthers, Falcons, Saints, Um, Saints are going to be better, but they play Washington as well. So You know, the division is going to be tough, and I don't think they're going to be able to get a lot of wins in the division. I think they'll win the games outside of the division against the teams they should win. Like, you know, obviously the fucking Panthers. I can't say enough bad things about the Panthers. They are fucking horrible. Um, But we're not here to talk about the Panthers. So I think they get to seven wins, but I think it's kind of just a a shitty seven wins. And I just think that they kind of have a meh year with Deshaun Akubi.
3: Uh, well, for me, the Browns are just pretty tricky because no one really knows what's going to happen with Deshaun. Um, I mean, if you told me Deshaun played a full season and got a full set of training camp and preparing, I mean, I would probably have had the record different. But um, when I was doing it, I had that in mind, probably thinking he's going to be suspended for around eight games. And, I mean, that's a big deal. I think, you know, the difference between Deshaun and Baker is – pretty evident at this stage um in both their careers and that's why I have them at seven and ten. But there's not like much I really can say because a lot of stuff like I physically am unable to answer.
2: Yeah. Uh I have them eight and nine. I am a massive fan of Deshaun Watson on the field. I don't, you know, know about <laughs> anything as a person or anything about that, but I think he's an amazing player. He's at any given time, you know, when he was playing, I think he was a top 5 QB in the league. So, you know, he's he's probably going to miss the eight games like Andrew said, um, but once he comes back, I think you know, we might get to see some flashes of a really really good Browns team and I have made nine that it's it's going to be a tough year. They're going to have to grind it out, but I think next year and moving forward, this team is going to be a problem uh, when Deshaun comes back full time because they have a really great roster. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not much to say on the Browns, but I got uh, one more thing on the
1: Browns. Jordan. Yeah.
2: I think I, I like like you said, I'm a big fan
1: of them, not this upcoming year, but next year um, in the 2023 2024 season. I'm a big fan of the Browns. If Deshaun can stay healthy, like you said, when Deshaun's on the field, he's a complete. Uh, difference maker for any team he's an impact player he does a lot of great things on the field Um, I think that he is an x-factor for a lot of teams and he's kind of slept on but he obviously has all of his issues uh, off the field which kind of prevents him from you know living up to his true potential I know there was talks of him joining the Patriots and obviously we would would have loved him Um, no I think he's a phenomenal quarterback I think he's a phenomenal NFL quarterback and I think he can help any team he's on it's just whether he's going to be on the field and you know that's why i see them getting a seven wins because if he misses half the fucking season or just under half the season it's going to be tough to get to that uh to get to to get double digit wins
2: yeah definitely i i agree um real quickly to just wrap up this segment um i have the ravens 12 and 5 but has them 12 and 5 andrew you have them 14 and 3 yes
1: yeah so, big fan of the ravens five
2: yeah we're all um very high on the ravens let's just you know Talk about them really quick. Um, you know, last year, a little bit of a, a down year for them. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Lamar is going to come back uh, with a vengeance. I, I love the way Lamar plays. Um, obviously, they got rid of Marquise Brown, but they they have um, Rashad Bateman, who I think is going to step up for him this year on offense. Still got Mark Andrews. So yeah, I, I think. 12 and five. I think they could easily make it to the AFC championship. They're um, definitely one of my dark horse Super Bowl teams. What are you guys thoughts?
1: Jordan was complete. Jordan, by the way, is a complete uh, Rashad Bateman dick rider. Did you have him in fantasy? Maybe. He might have had Bateman (laughs) in fantasy, and he may have done a lot of good things for Jordan. But uh, people forget that the Ravens running back core was completely depleted last year. They didn't have literally anybody Um, their first, second and I think third string all went down with with really season ending injuries. So when a fully healthy Ravens team uh, and, you know, fully healthy Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, uh, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins, Harbaugh's I still I'm a big fan of Harbaugh as a coach. So I think this Ravens team can make a deep run in the playoffs. And I think they're starting to get the recognition that they deserve as the season as it comes closer to the season, I think people are starting to remember that, you know, this team was the team to beat for a while. They do have an MVP caliber quarterback in Lamar Jackson, obviously. He's a fucking video game. So I think, you know, 12 and five is obviously, in my opinion, is a little tentative. I could see them getting to 14 and three. I could see him having the best record in the NFL, but, you know, realistically, if I'm just going through the schedule, I just got 12 and five.
3: Yeah, for me, I just feel that um, with this team, they're just being really, um undervalued by everyone just I mean this team has ran the division for ever since Lamar has stepped into the starting role and really the only reason why they struggled last year was because their whole team was decimated by injuries um I'm a huge Lamar fan I think he's super overhated I think he's a great player I think it's like similar to when he went when he does rental ring I think it'll stop that talk of can you win with a guy like Lamar? I think it's the same idea with like Giannis, and I do think they're up there for me. I haven't looked at who's going to win the Super Bowl, but they're up there for me, and I'm definitely going to be a big Ravens fan this year, rooting for them.
1: So, Fag so just said when. Yeah, you said when they win a the ring. So I, I, we're going to hold it to that um, when we. Well, do I don't know game. if it'll
3: be. I I do think you know, Lamar's also in a contract year. I do. I think he will end up getting a ring with the Ravens. I don't see another team. Yeah, I think he's um, too yeah. uh go getting him. But I, I just think that he just works way too hard. He progressively gets better and better every year. Like he even said that he didn't want to play with a contract until like he was ready to make that commitment because he wants to prove more. And I think part of it too is because he wants the team to fill out a roundup. He's not getting paid big money right now. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with them. But I'm I'm a big fan of them coming into this year.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, – I love what you said about Lamar being overhated. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and, yeah, so I think that's going to do it for our AFC North Talks. We will be back soon uh, with some other divisions. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening.